welcome to the Faith and Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bublitz, and welcome back to the first Sunday of Pentecost. The receiving of the Holy Spirit is here this week for the week of May 20th, 2018, and I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to welcome you back for this, and I'm glad we get to talk about this and get into the Holy Spirit working with us and science. In case you haven't heard this podcast before, it's where we take the readings currently from the ELCA for the upcoming week, and we kind of take a look at how faith and science can work together. So as we get into this, I'm excited to get into it. I'm excited to talk about it. My shameless plug, though, that I always plug is Working Preacher. Because I'm not an ordained minister, I use them as a resource all the time. I would highly recommend, if you haven't checked out, looking into their Sermon Braidways podcast. It gives me a lot of direction. It helps me, you know, give me some guidance on where to go with talking about this. And I would highly recommend this week. There's a lot of really good content for this week in particular. So as we get into this week, we have some really unique things. And we're, we have to remember what this kind of this whole Sunday is about. This Sunday is kind of talking about how after Christ has died, how we have this as in, we'll find in John's gospel here in just a moment, an advocate. Or as as we talk about the Holy Spirit being part of the Trinity, the three in one, we get to see this other side of God that we haven't been able to really see up to this point. And I think it's really cool to talk about and think about that because that's the God we get to experience on a day-to-day basis now. And how are we experiencing God now? And I think that's a super exciting topic and a really fun topic to get into. So, the gospel text this week is out of John chapter 15, verses 26 through 27, and chapter 16, starting at verse 4b through 15. And this is where we get Christ in one of his times kind of talking about what is going to happen, what is coming after himself. Like I stated, he's talking about the Spirit as an advocate for us, as somebody that is coming after for us. If you look at, starting at verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears and will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For that reason, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And so we get this, again, this proclamation that Christ is giving us in, as an advocate, as this person that's coming after him that is better than what he has done beforehand. And it's one of these things that I thought actually was brought up really well in the Sermon Brainways podcast this week. And I think it was Caroline Lewis bringing up that this is something better. This is better. We often will want to almost kind of fantasize, glorify the idea of walking alongside with Christ. But he is stating in these readings, talking about the Holy Spirit, this is something better for us. So something better for us long term as we move forward. And I think it's something to really think about as we kind of go into this. The first reading is out of Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. And this is where we get this kind of unique reading of, again, we're getting right after the ascension. We have all these meetings of people who are Jews from all over the world, who have all are speaking different tongues or different native languages and are hearing what is being said, hearing 
Christ being proclaimed in their own language. And they're just baffled by this. You get this great line of asking if they're drunk, starting in verse 13, uh, being filled with the new wine, talking about the hardened uh, animal skins that they would have been using for carrying the wine, and Peter coming back with, it's nine in the morning, how can we be drunk? So in explaining that this is the Holy Spirit coming in and rushing in, being able to help interpret, help being able to make it easier for us to listen to all this. And again, an awesome, awesome reading. But where I see where faith and science can really kind of hit the road, where the rubber meets the road, is coming in in the psalm and then our second reading in Romans. But the psalm is Psalm 104, verses 24 through 34 and 35b. And this is a psalm, again, where we're talking about creation. And we get, again, uh, out of Working Preacher, this beautiful image from Ralph Jacobson kind of going into the Hebrew and talking about how this is going into the edges of the earth interpreted by this group of people at this time was the sea. And it gets into where there's the monsters of the deep and are still glorifying the Lord, that he's going to be with the with everything there, that he is there, he is present, he is still creating. We kind of get out of these texts. Super, super encouraging, warming psalm to have this Sunday. And it flows so beautifully into Romans chapter 8, verses 22 through 27, which is our second reading, talking about that at times creation is hard. It's broken, but it still has the Spirit of the Lord is still present in that. The Spirit of the Lord is with that and is working with that. And it intercedes and it helps us see where the Spirit of the Lord is in our lives, in the whole creation. And that's where it kind of parlays a little bit kind of into what we kind of talked about a little bit the last few weeks. But it's this idea that the Holy Spirit coming to us is not just, it's not just us in the singular form. It's not just for the human experience. This is much more of uh, the Holy Spirit coming in into his creation. God now being, after walking among us and showing us how he wants us to live, to being coming an active part of creation. And that he's interacting with his creation through the Holy Spirit. And that brings in a whole new can of worms, in my opinion, when you aren't just thinking about the Holy Spirit in the aspect of creation and just humankind creation. When we start opening this up and unraveling this box, we understand and start to see how big and vast this is. When we're looking into the psalm, we're starting to see that he's waiting and working with us to make sure we prosper in our due season, to live up to our potential, to work with our brokenness, to work with this. And I think when we start thinking about that and imagining that, we can go back to, I know if we have been a longtime listener, we talked about Chernobyl and how there's, you know, when you look at the video footage and stuff of Chernobyl now, how nature hasn't just stopped. Just because humans aren't there now 
because we see it as still a, a nuclear site doesn't mean that nature isn't still there. And I can attach some of those clips again, just showing how nature keeps working. How many times I like going out into the forest and finding unique trees, finding these trees that have character in, in some form or fashion. And for me, it's amazing when you start, you'll look at like a big majestic oak or something like this, that it's a, you know, it's an old tree and it has these big branches and it's taking up space. And then you have these quick growing trees like a poplar or an aspen and you see it that it's coming up close next to it. And so it does this almost 90 degree turn so that they can keep growing. That's not ideal. That's going to make for a weak point in that tree as it grows, as it develops. It's going to make that life more difficult. But when you, when you think about that in that context and you go and see it in the forest, it's still surviving. It's still working. It's still doing its job. It's still able to produce chlorophyll to, to feed the tree. It made a move because it had to do that for the tree to survive. And that tree still can be a sturdy tree. It still can provide homes for, for birds, whatever else. If it's a maple tree, it still doesn't prevent it from creating sap. There's so many times when we start looking at creation that way and thinking about it, that how nature is able to overcome. And when we look at our lives and when we're going through something and we're calling on the Holy Spirit, we're calling on the Lord to help us through our time of trials. Don't you feel like nature does the same thing? I had a really cool experience probably about ooh, six, seven years ago. And it's something I'll never forget. And I got to go up in a hot air balloon. And if you've never been up in a hot air balloon, I'd highly, highly recommend it for multiple reasons, even more and more now as we're in this world of digital and, and our phones are right there behind us. We want everything faster. And part of the beauty of a hot air balloon is like when you burn on a hot air balloon, so when it burns to get it to lift up, it's a seven second delay before the balloon does anything. And so you're having to think ahead. You have to have the right type of weather conditions and all this. But the cool thing with it and where it kind of applies to this is when you get up above a tree. We spend so much of our lives on the ground and I'm six foot four. I prefer most of the time staying on the ground. When you get up and get above the trees and start seeing how they're reaching for the sun, they're the branches literally look like hands and arms reaching for the sun. And when you get up above it and you're going over a forest and you're seeing all these trees reaching higher and higher, you see a tree fall and, and you look into the, this hole where the tree used to be and look and see all the young growth that, that's springing forth because the opportunity is there to spring forth and, and to move with this growing season. Watch if you're in an area where it's just starting to farm now. Watch over the next six, eight weeks or more how much plants will grow. This is the planting season. And you're watching stuff just start to grow, this new life. These things like trees that four months ago, we, it looked to be dead, but they're not. And you could argue, I think from a Christian's perspective, it's the spirit. It's the life that God gives. It's the spirit of the Lord interacting with these, with his creation. 
to bring forth this new life. Interacting with these trees to help them understand when it's time to start shutting things down for the winter. The Holy Spirit working and moving and molding a tree to what it needs it to be. And if God can do that for a tree and for nature, don't you think he can do it for you and me? And that to me is part of this beautiful thing with trying to do this project is you start having to look at nature that way. You start having to look at science that way. When we're able to combine different things together and watching things rapidly change, like modern day fertilizers came out of World War II, this thing that was looking like massive destruction. And we can have debates some other time about what type of fertilizers are good or bad. But what we have found is how important nitrogen is for plants. How important that is to be able to create the conditions for many of these plants to grow. And again, it's us being able to have, I would feel, the Spirit of God working with us in these times to show us something like this, to cultivate us so that we can grow and kind of building off of that question last week of where can we grow? Where can we go? And that's, to me, as we get into Pentecost, this six-month-long season, that's what this is all about. It's the time of growing. We go through Advent of preparing for Christ, and when we have Christ, and when we have a short time with his ministry, and we see the death and the resurrection, and now we have the grow season where we can reponder some of these things that we've talked about, where we can dig deeper into something and really kind of what can we extract from this in that that means we can't just put on the blinders of where we're at right now we can't put on the blinders of god only works with humankind god works with his creation and his creation is all around us and there's so much of it that we still have to learn and understand and, and that he has yet to teach us and that's where we need to stop and to look and be amazed and ponder and start having that awe and wonder. That's where we're at. Watching plants grow. Why do you think we do that so much when we're a little child? or are fascinated with how fast plants grow. And then we talk about it in regards to humans because we grow slower. But there's so often that we then all of a sudden we think that's childish. And we forget to in that same time we should still be growing. Because until the time comes when the plant knows some way that it's time to go or something happens that okay it's time for me to go then it goes as long as we still have a heartbeat as long as we're still breathing and bringing in the fresh air of creation we still have to grow and that's where the spirit is and i know this is a little bit more of an abstract faith and science podcast and i would i guess ask this week where are you seeing the holy spirit outside of human beings where are you seeing the Holy Spirit outside of the human beings? I'll post that on Twitter, or feel free to shoot me an email talking about that. I'd love to hear your ideas on that. I'm excited to get into the season of growth with Pentecost. And as we have this great advocate for us, this great advocate to be able to show us and be able to more directly communicate with us. Briefly, for one moment, think about it. We've had God in the Old Testament who's kind of over everything and there's this huge separation. He brings his son incarnate to become human, to experience the human experience, but still be divine and realize that this still isn't enough. 
I'm still not having the connection that I want. I need to be everywhere. I need to be interacting with everyone, with everything. I want to be in communication with all of this. And so then he brought the Holy Spirit. If you really take this to heart, you'll never look at things the same. That robin out your window is an advocate. It has an advocate working with it. Just like the advocate is also working with you. So, again, thank you for tuning in. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear your suggestions. I'd love to hear what your ideas are. Because you are a special person and you are intelligent and I would love to hear what your thoughts are. But we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.